Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back on the Oz Network for another episode of 24 as we're closing in on midnight and everybody's still having their dinner and working at their desk and doing all the things like, I don't know, dropping off their children from childcare. <laughs> all those things that you do at 10 to 11 p.m. <laughs> Ben's excited about this one. Um, and what else could bring you an episode about people working at their desk and going out for dinner and childcare than good old Jell Cernow and <laughs> Michael Osef and uh, our good friend Brad Turner, who's not yet been on the show, but I'm sure he'll come on the show. Tell us about um, how childcare is important and some <laughs> employers don't take it seriously. Um, on that note, my name is Colin and parents are a protected group. And my name is Ben, and oh, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is what Ben's waiting for. This Is this going to top amnesia? Is this going to top cougar? We don't know. Uh, <laughs> the weird thing is, this is more than just Chloe gets her baby dropped off. Uh, in fact, I actually think there's a lot to this episode. And uh, I-, I remember thinking like, oh, yeah, this is one of the episodes that I fondly remember, which is really because of the uh, Chase and Claudia escape. Uh, not much else goes on this week, uh, at least not much else of value, but I mean, there's at least one storyline that's pretty solid, I guess. Look, I, I say what I say. Uh, that's the Ben Waterworth <laughs> story. I say what I say coming soon to theatres near you. Um, I don't hate this episode. I just, I cannot stand the baby storyline and we just get a little bit of it this week. But outside of that, this is a pretty solid episode. There's some good action. Um, there's some good tension. There's one part in this episode, which I just, I want to hate and roll my eyes at and be like, oh my God, really did they do that? But I just really love it because I think it works. Mm. Um, and we get Sherry come back, which is obviously always amazing. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's some pretty dodgy dialogue in this episode. <laughs> um, do you think about me? Do you? Um, like, it's just like, two in, oh, God. Two in a row. Two in a row yeah. now with some some subpar dialogue. But it's just, it's it's an episode where it, it's, it's kind of like Pluto Nash, where you're like, just, just be better. <laughs> this one is kind of like, well, just be, well, you kind of are a bit better, and I don't feel like yeah. I should be liking this. I'm like, I shouldn't like this, but I do. Um, <laughs> get that baby out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking hell. Like, I'm sorry. I just want to get on this rant right now. At what point are the writers sitting around? Going, okay, all right, guys. So we've got Jack done. Cool. All right, Tony got shot in the neck. Uh, Kim, she's doing that. Chase, hand, all right, cool. Chloe, Chloe, what can we do with Chloe? What's that noise? And someone's got a baby. Baby, Chloe, baby. Like, what the fuck? Seriously, like, what the uh, fuck? Look, I'm not 
particularly fond of the baby storyline, but at the same time, I don't think I ever hated, hated it. Oh. Um, mostly because it's, 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 I don't know, in a weird way, I think looking back on this now, I like it slightly more only because it's helping me to pinpoint why Chloe was so annoying <laughs> in season three, but not so much going forward. I mean, she is very hard to take in this episode and it was obviously intentional, but uh, I, I was kind of hoping that we would have gone through this entire season and not really felt as angry at Chloe as we did on initial viewing and been like, oh, well, you know, the character was the same all the time. We just need to warm up. Like, no, no, no. There were problems with Chloe's character from the beginning, but, but it's obviously meant to be that way. And I'm, I'm still unsure of the reasoning why, but uh, I mean, we'll get there eventually. But. I just, I just don't get how they somehow, like this is the most beloved character outside of Jack Bauer. And it's like, they just literally go, fuck, everyone hates his character. Let's make it worse. Fucking baby. Like they're like, what, <laughs> what are things that annoy people more than Chloe? Babies. Give baby, <laughs> give her a baby. Like just, just put a baby. Like I weirdly like, like the, the interaction between her and Chappelle. Oh, What's that brilliant. baby doing there? <laughs> yeah, I can't Chloe? wait to get to that <laughs> like, What a parent and we have rights. Like woke Chloe in 2003, 2004. Go Chloe. But oh, Chloe and a baby. Come on. Yeah, uh, let's talk about some of the, the decent stuff first. I'm not going to call it Well, we've done stuff. that storyline. We literally don't have to talk about <laughs> it anymore. It is done. That is Chloe and the baby. Done. Sweet. Uh, but um, I, I guess starting with the Palmer drama or Palmer lack of drama, I'm going to call it this week. I mean, <laughs> I, I said a couple weeks ago, like I, I liked the Milliken storyline and I still think there's something there, but like this is two weeks in a row where I feel like, ah, like it's, it's like you said, like just, just be slightly better. Like you're, you're sort of there, but you're not quite there. Uh, we don't have Alan's weird, uh, Alan's weird line delivery Alan. this week, <laughs> but, but what we do get is uh, a very questionable interaction uh, between uh, Gina Torres and DB Woodside. Um, uh, before that, we find out that the senators are dropping like flies. None of them want to support healthcare, which I, I, here's one of my other minor complaints about this storyline. You have thrust this guy in there at 9 p.m. at night where he calls David, you need to come over immediately. Well, I decided to wait till your debate was over to tell you that uh, D.B. Woodside's been plowing my wife and <laughs> I think it's time we put an end to it. Uh, but all of a sudden they come back and it's like, okay, well, he has, we tease, you know, he is a very powerful man. You know, he, he can do a lot of damage to us. And what damage he does, he pulls the plug on healthcare, something that 20 years later, like still kind of... <laughs> being pulled the plug on in the United States. I mean, if this was something where maybe healthcare court. Thing, <laughs> like I exactly like maybe something more topical, but I just feel like even if this wasn't healthcare in America, maybe have it be something with a little bit more of a threat to it. Like it is not, I'm not saying that this is an important thing, but it's not an imminent threat. And this is a show where everything is going to take place within 24 hours. You don't have to have it tie into, oh, we need some type of emergency powers, uh, you know, to form the first galactic empire. But, uh, <laughs> but, but something, that will, will, something that will prohibit him from doing the important job, which is stopping a virus. Now you've introduced a storyline, and I never quite pinpointed this being a problem before. You've introduced a storyline that worst case scenario is going to matter about six weeks from now. Like, that's not what you want to do to prove that Milliken's a threat. But it's not even that. Like, it's, it's literally like... He's been like, darling, I'm going to, I'm your enemy. And then like 30 minutes later, Wayne comes in. He's like, 
Milligan! And David's like, what? Three senators said they won't vote on a bill. And Palmer's like, yeah. oh my God, the world is destroying. Get me Sherry. Like, this is politics. Like, this happens. Yeah. Like, David should just be like, well, it's late. They've had a long day. Um, I'll talk to him in the morning. Like, I mean, yeah. what, what, what does this guy do? Like, hello, darling, I'm Milligan. I don't want you to vote for health care. <laughs> Why? Because I don't. Okay. Uh, yeah, give me the president. I, Hi, I don't want to vote for healthcare anymore. Okay, <laughs> bye. Like, like, why? And like, you're right. Like, it's not an imminent threat. Like, this is something that in 2022, when we are recording and releasing this episode, like, it's still not a thing. Like, Obamacare was controversial. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, they Palmer is a great character. We love him, but I think one thing we are learning: he's a shit fucking president. <laughs> that like, he seriously is just like he's he's so naive and dumb because he's literally like. Well, people are going to vote for this. No one's going to fight me at all. This is what all Americans want because, you know, realism in a perfect world, yeah, they kind of do. Just like they want universal health care and rights for women's bodies. Let's not get into that right now. But, like, it's it's a it's a thing that in a perfect world this should happen. But then this is fucking America. So I'm out of the country now. I can say this shit. So, like, it's it's there's no threat here. And, like, I don't know how they got like 10 seasons out of the West Wing because being the president's boring. He's just sitting around doing yeah. nothing. Like, I mean, when there's not a threat going on, he's just on his phone <laughs> playing Angry Birds. Like, oh, girl, <laughs> get me Sherry. Like, it's it's weird and like I always, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like I thought, I mean, this stuff that's going to come, you're going to ring Sherry into it, it's going to get great. But like it's just, I don't know, there is something weird about the Palmer drive. And like if this healthcare thing was such a big deal, was this even mentioned in the debate? Like shouldn't no. Palmer be leading with it? like shouldn't he be leading with this? Like, as your president, I may have let a nuclear bomb go off on soil and I nearly got assassinated and then the vice president nearly died and Sherry was kind of colluding with like terrorists. Sure, I've had a bit of a bad record. But healthcare, everyone, you're all going to get it. And everyone should be like, yay, Palmer, woo, healthcare. And now he's just like literally drops this bombshell of like three people don't want to vote it. Milligan, get me Sherry. Like that's literally what it's like. But you bring up a really good point. And that's that like, why? there's no reason this couldn't have tied into, I said we could have had this tie into uh, you know, the, the 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 virus threat or something that like, you know, with his authority, but we could have had this tie into the one thing that we heard about in the debate, which is whatever Rodriguez in Galveston, Texas. <laughs> yeah, the workers' rights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if if you wanted to go this direction, have the debate be about the healthcare. I have a mention of it that and you had like ten seconds in a debate. Just tie it into whatever's going to come two episodes later. Never thought I'd be defending season two, but I mean, at least season two with this whole recording and everything that we kind of went for so long, kind of bullshit. But at least that had like a tying in like you loosely like oh we go yeah. to war we don't have recording but like why like I, I think we've talked about this already but like palmer already has proven this season that he's going to give in to blackmail like mm-hmm. oh wendy cruson's husband well you better just just sort it to pay him off whatever and now all of a sudden it's like no they won't fire wayne like no i'm standing up to this guy who basically made me president like yeah. if i've learned anything from u.s politics in the last week is that the president really is just a step like he does nothing like he's just oh i'm i'm the most powerful guy in the world no you're not the supreme court can vote in something and boom it's done and the president's just going to release a statement it's fucking what palmer's doing here like girl healthcare. oh i'm going to release a statement and get sherry on board like come on i mean the only thing the president really does is throw sandwiches into walls and Fall off his <laughs> attacks on Capitol Hill. <laughs> 
fall off his bike. That was funny. I love seeing Biden fall off. Like, I have nothing against Joe Biden. The guy seems not all there. He's old. But he's, you know? he's old. He's not the last guy, so that's all that matters. But, like, he's falling off bikes. Like, that shouldn't be funny. But he's like, oh, whoopsie daisy. Oh, imagine if he could be the next Gerald Ford and just be known for all of his like fumbles and bumbles. I just but, I just uh, watched the first lady with Kiefer Sutherland in it, and I saw Michelle Pfeiffer as Betty Ford and Aaron Eckhart as Gerald Ford. Good president, oh, uh, Aaron Eckhart. I thought you were going to say that Kiefer Sutherland was the first lady. Well, <laughs> he could do that if he's been the designated survivor. The only thing he hasn't done is be first lady. He dressed up as a Roosevelt. Hello, I'm Eleanor Roosevelt. I'm Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> But like the other thing with this healthcare, and I mean, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but all we keep hearing throughout this episode later on when uh, you know, David's discussing this is, but this could help so many people. And I'm like, okay, so you are the first president in history to think of healthcare. Like, I'm sure this is the first time it's ever, you know what? We got a lot of things going on. The Rodriguez is down in Galveston, Texas. They're having a hard time. We got a virus that's loose. I mean, some guy's trying to extort me, but you know what? I'm going to say something that's going to change the lives of every American. Healthcare. And it was like, <gasps> why he's didn't we think about that? Nixon's like, oh, that's what could have saved my presidency. Healthcare. He's literally sitting there. So they're all going like, Mr. President. And uh, if this virus gets out, it will kill millions. And he's like, wait a minute. Virus. Yes, Mr. President. People get <laughs> sick from a virus. Yes, Mr. President. So if we had a system that made the sick Better, yes, Mr. President. Like healthcare. Oh my God, Mr. President, you you're a genius. Hold on a second. You're talking gibberish. That's impossible. <laughs> There's no way we could give healthcare to people. <laughs> Bill Clinton sitting around there going like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman because I don't know how I would get better. How would I get better if I got a disease? What about healthcare? <laughs> that's, that's why Kennedy got assassinated because he didn't have healthcare. It was just a flesh wound. Lincoln, he would have been fine if they had healthcare. John, John Wilkes Booth, I didn't want to pay my bill. This is for not giving me healthcare, bang. Reagan got lucky. I mean, it just missed it. He got shot in the neck. Uh, you know, that, that's fine. Imagine if imagine if healthcare existed in America. Tony would have been on his feet an hour earlier. Like, I mean, again, just got lucky, getting shot in the neck. Terry Civil would War. be alive still. Shot in really the stomach, that healthcare. Really what the Civil War was about all those plantation orders? We want healthcare for our slaves. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to war. 9-11, we're going to bring it up eventually. That was just, you know, pissed off healthcare workers. I'm going to fly a plane to that building until I get healthcare. <laughs> George Bush is going, what does that mean? Healthcare? I don't know. Let's invade Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the best threat in this season. Uh, <laughs> but on the positive note, an hour after Alan Milliken has threatened to pull his support for healthcare and potentially shoot somebody in the neck, I don't know. Uh, Wayne Palmer's <laughs> like, this guy's really upset that I was plowing his wife. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna secretly meet up his wife at the romantic <laughs> restaurant at 10:30 p.m. and hold her hand publicly for everybody to see. Like, oh, Wayne, I, I've been on board with you, but this is the dumbest move any human being could make. I don't understand his logic here. This could have been a phone call. I know why you wanted to meet with me, Wayne. I uh, no wonder her. she's. Like, no wonder she's got the wrong idea and she's trying to put the moves on him again. He called her up and said, listen, now that it's all out, all out in the open, 
want to go meet at uh, <laughs> Shea Magnifique. If Colin uh, is getting this is wrong, then do you know this is wrong? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's just, it's a bizarre, I mean, they wanted to have a scene to, I guess, show these two together. And I do like that we introduced this storyline, you know, it, maybe it feels like they just dropped it in there. Like, oh, he had an affair with some random woman's wife. But like, I kind of like, they did this backwards. Like you, you hear about it and then you see them, but like, I don't know, wait a couple episodes, wait until, wait until I don't know, a, a, a double digit senators have pulled their support for healthcare. Like his first thought is I'm going to meet up with her in her tight dress, you know, fawning over her across the table over candlelight. It's just, it's, it's complete nonsense. And it's, it just, the entire scene plays out like bad soap opera. Like, yeah. but yet at the same time, like I love these two actors and I think yeah. they work well together. They've got great chemistry. Wish- you, I mean, yeah, what like- suits. I, I wish that we got more of them in this season together because in a weird way, their chemistry works. It's just the scene and the scripting doesn't. But then the we lines get, are so bad. It's terrible. It's it's very bad soap opera. I mean, this Young and the Restless right now is in like, we're going to win an Emmy after people watch this. Do you think this. about <laughs> me? I think about you and it does mean something. Touch me like you did on Naboo. Yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> there was no war, no virus, no healthcare. <laughs> I don't like healthcare. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Many things will change when we reach the capital, but my caring for you will remain. It's okay. We've got Sherry with us. Ah! <laughs> um, I'm rewatching the prequels, and I just love it uh, so much more than this so proper garbage. But uh, when Wayne goes back, and he's like. So I met with Gina Torres uh, <laughs> at a romantic restaurant over candle. From Alien? You did what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's a terrorist. Stay away from that woman. <laughs> but like what I don't like about this scene too is that they're literally just repeating the same lines. I feel like the, the writers this week just said, oh, we need like a really dramatic scene between David and Wayne. What did they say last week? Uh, let's see. Wayne said... I will hand you my resignation. And David said, I will decide if you hand me your resignation, not Milliken. They literally repeat the same exchange of dialogue this episode. You could have just included on the previously on 24 recap, but it's all worth it because he says, I will take care of this. He excuses Wayne, picks up the phone and who answers the phone, but, uh, our second returning cast member with bangs this season, Sherry Palmer. <laughs> Drunken <laughs> they're, they're really into- Sherry. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're really into the bangs this season, too. <laughs> hey, this suit is- Sherry. Oh, that, I mean. She's looking great. They suit, suit anybody, right? Uh, but, but, yeah, like, it, it's, it's, it was such a big surprise having a back. I mean, I don't know if it was, like, as big of a shock. I think if we hadn't had Nina come back so recently, you wouldn't have almost been expecting, but I still remember being like, Oh, they brought Sherry back. But maybe if you had spaced this out, it's kind of like the same thing as last season. If you'd spaced out Nina and Sherry a little bit more, you know, you would have had that like big wow moment. And, uh, but still, I mean, we know Sherry's back and we know know, David, David's calling in a favor. I mean, things are about to get dirty. I I remember watching this going, Oh my God, Sherry's back. And I, I love that they don't ruin the surprise by putting on the credits at the beginning, like special guest star, Penny Johnson, Gerald. So I love it when they do that. And, I mean, look, we've talked about it at length. We're going to still talk about length of how big Sherry fans we are. So I remember, saying, oh, Sherry, Sherry, she's back. And I, I, I love the bangs. I think Penny Johnson, Gerald, straight hair. Damn, I'm, I'm on board. I'll answer her phone. Um, but yeah, I love, like, I even love the way that Dennis Haysbert plays. Just that dead look on his face. He's kind of like, fuck, yeah. I have to call Sherry. Um, so this is, I think, where this shit gets real and it's exciting. But, like, I'm with you. Like, it's. 
we talked about this with Nina. Like, you bring her back too quickly, and then you're just like, literally a week later, you bring Sherry back. It's just kind of like, okay, rinse, repeat, recycle. Let's bring back our two villains from the first season, which it gets a bit eye rolly. But again, without spoiling what's going to happen this season, at least this is the last season we will get this happening. Like, this mm-hmm. would have been too much if you kept bringing them back every fucking season. Like, if you're going to do that and you wanted to keep them around, have a bigger gap. Like Mandy, for example. We're going to get Mandy come back next season. We don't get Mandy this season. So, like, I like how they kind of spread that out a little bit. So, um, yeah, but, I mean, it's great. Sherry's back. Penny Johnson, Gerald, she can answer my phone any day of the week. And please do. We'd love uh, to get you on the show. Please. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about anything. We'll talk about the Orville. We'll talk about your your 54-day workout or whatever you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll do your, we said it before, we will do your 54 day workout, Penny Johnson, Gerald, uh, if you will come on the show. Uh, I, I, we, I will watch, like, I, I, I'm going to look up your IMDb credits right now. I, I watched the first thing you've ever appeared in. Um, you know, like <laughs> if it was a short film or something like that, if it was an episode of Grey's Anatomy, I will watch it because <laughs> you are Penny Johnson, Gerald. If, like, if you have appeared in that show, I will let, think slightly less of you, but I will still watch it because you are Penny Johnson, Gerald. If you are in Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey, we will watch it because you're Sarah, Penny Johnson, Gerald. Sarah Clark was in Twilight, was she not? So was she? I'm pretty sure she was. Um, oh, that almost makes me need to watch it, but not quite. The first ever thing that you are credited in here, Penny Johnson, Gerald, is an episode of American Playhouse in 1983 where oh. you played Jill Hatch in an episode, The Files on Jill Hatch Part 3, where you played <laughs> Jill Hatch... Um, and you appeared as Penny Johnson, not Penny Johnson Gerald. So there you go. So you know what? Coming soon to Patreon, episode of whatever Playhouse with Pee Wee and Jill Johnson, <laughs> um, and we will donate the proceeds from that month's Patreon to Penny Johnson Gerald. We will pay you six dollars. Yeah. That's right, six dollars, Penny, to come on the show. I'm just looking who else. Oh, Joe Morton was in that episode. There you go. You could stop Skynet, basically. Um, <laughs> So, looking else in that episode, no one else notable, it seems. But um, has she appeared in Grey's Anatomy? I'm scared now. <laughs> Look at this. She was in Frasier. Uh, oh, she was in 24. Um, she was in... Oh, she played Condoleezza Rice in the TV miniseries of Path to 9-11. I can see it. Um, she was in 93 episodes of Castle? Do I need to start watching what? Castle? Nathan Fillion? I'm on board. <laughs> um... No, she has not appeared in Grey's Anatomy, thank Lord. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think I might need to watch The Path to 9-11 as well as Castle. So, there you go. Yeah, I, I didn't, I mean, I've probably seen like two or three episodes of Castle ever. I never saw her on it. So, um, Castle Oz coming soon. Uh, She's also the voice in, um, oh, so she did the voice of Amanda Waller in Justice League, like a bunch of... TV series. No, so Justice League Gods and Monsters Chronicles TV series short. She played Amanda Waller, the voice, and then she did President Waller. So she was uh, Viola Davis before Viola Davis. There you go. Always like Viola Davis, just stealing Penny Johnson Gerald's thunder. I mean, she's going to be playing Sherry Palmer in the the, the (laughs) path to... Virus outbreak. <laughs> well, the only, the only good thing about the only good thing about the remake of The Lion King was Penny Johnson Gerald was in that. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, she was in Touched by an Angel for an episode. There you go. Oh, now we gotta cover it. Uh, oh, she was in nine episodes of ER. I didn't know that. Jesus, come on, Ben. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about CTU 
as well as Chloe's baby, uh, because there's one or two things I have to add on that. We already uh, talked about all, that. I, we, we, we basically get a lot of stuff with Gael on the phone and uh, taking calls from Hector and taking calls from Jack. Um, we have uh, the Nina drama. This is one thing that bothered me with Tony going to Kim and be like, listen, Kim, your dad's alive. He's in there. Uh, the compound chases there, tells her everything. But two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he still couldn't tell his wife there's a secret operation you might need to know about. Like, and I just said he holds back the Nina information, but all of a sudden he's like, everybody knows. Let's take out an ad in tomorrow's paper. Jack's on a secret operation in Mexico. <laughs> there is no logic to him telling Kim other than the fact to remind the audience, hey, maybe we don't want Kim knowing about Nina, but she can know about everything else. Like, It's on a need-to-know basis. I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, the, the weird apology that we get from, uh, which I actually loved at first, the Michelle uh, and Tony thing. Listen, Tony, I want to apologize. And he's so sincere. He's like, you don't need to apologize, Michelle. And then he goes on a rant about all the reasons she needs to apologize. Like, it, Tony's still affected by this shot in the neck because he goes very bipolar here. Michelle, you have no need to apologize, except for the fact that you question my authority and tried to overthrow me in my job and didn't trust your Because I was shot husband. in the neck. Because I was shot in the neck. <laughs> but good thing I wasn't hit in the face with a shovel because then I'd be really angry. Because if we had health care... <laughs> Then things would be better. <laughs> Hopefully, those three senators that are on board with it will never change their mind. Because <laughs> it all comes down to three men <laughs> and oh, one women. Penny Johnson. Don't Gerald. be sexist, Colin. Senators can be women too. Okay, well, fine. My apologies. <laughs> That off 2004, the dark ages of men ruining the world. Unlike you, Ben, I assume the women were smart enough to not go along with Dirty Alan Milliken's plan. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here. Well, women can be evil too. Most of them are. I assume the women want control over their bodies, so they're of all for health care. The men senators are the ones who are going to oppose this. Can I, can I say one thing to get very political? Um, I love how everybody is all like, oh, the Supreme Court are all sexist because they're all men. Aren't there like three women on that Supreme Court? <laughs> like, I'm not defending what they did. I'm very against what they did. But like at the same time, they weren't all men. And also not all white men. Don't blame the white man. There was at least one black man on that panel too. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Uh Let's, you know, we got that over with. We're moving on. Huh? <laughs> like, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Things ben, on the agenda tonight on 24 Recap. Ben gets slightly sexist and racist. I don't know what even that was. <laughs> blame the women and the black man. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sick, no of, the, I'm sick of the white people in this world getting all the blame for everything. We've done nothing wrong <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, but uh, Move on. We're moving on. <laughs> okay. So um, we uh, get Tony telling Chappelle about Nina. We get Tony talking to everybody about Nina, just not Kim. Uh, and, and Chappelle right here, like he says, did you tell Kim? His real question should be, you didn't tell Kim about everything else, did you? Like, again, why does Kim need to know this? She's not a department head. Uh, but uh, they they debate about, like, Nina. And this is something I wish we'd gotten a little bit more into. Like, I'm not saying that the, the, the way they bring Nina into the season is great. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, them killing off Nina, if they kill her off, if they kill her off, by the way, nah. uh, that that's going to be the president. right choice. Next season. <laughs> she gets like, healthcare ring. <laughs> Weird, exactly. but you would never expect it, but Nina loves healthcare. <laughs> that's what this is all about. She's trying to buy the virus. It's all just to get healthcare. She's going to wipe if out all have- the evil politicians, those three senators who don't want healthcare. It's like, Jack, this is my evil plan, then exactly. I will run for president. <laughs> 
if only we hadn't killed or maybe killed Nina, <laughs> we would have healthcare. <laughs> but like they drop these seeds where I'm like, ah, oh, I, I, I want, it's weird because I don't want more Nina than we're getting, even though I love Nina. But like, I feel like the most interesting stuff about Nina, like there's a way to fit in here. Like when they, they talk about her buyer that we never find out who it is, you know? Mm. And I'm like, okay, let's let's find out who she's working for. And then they mentioned here about, I thought her movements was restricted to Northern Africa. Like, let's get into that. Like, how does she get out? Why does she get out? Why was she restricted to North Africa of all places? Like they, they drop these seeds that I want more of and we don't really get enough. But um, I don't know. I just, I feel like, what we're going to get out of Nina for the rest of the season, it's, it's a bit of a letdown and maybe it's just me being like, yeah, let's give her a, let's give her a little bit more depth, but uh, let's get to it. Chloe's babysitter is canceled on her at 1030 at night. So she calls and And I mean, obviously the most annoying thing about this is the fact that the babysitter has canceled at 1030 at night, not because she's like, listen, I, I, I got invited to my boyfriend's house for a little midnight delight. Uh, but it's the fact that she says, I have a family emergency. And then when she shows up, Chloe's like, yeah, well, I have a family emergency too, but I guess mine's more important. This is why Chloe was so hard to take. It was really this. I mean, it's nothing this else. Is- to be like, my mum just got shot in the neck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be back within four hours. Trust me. I know. <laughs> Does she have health care? Uh, exactly. Yeah, she's Canadian. Well, there you go. She's fine. But like the way she treats this babysitter and then it is saved by the Chappelle scene because a, we know that like she's she's a comedian, right? Like Marilyn Race, she's a comedian. But the way that we get this, it's like she's not playing it so obvious. And I think that's maybe why they hired her is they wanted a character who would be, this is the first attempt to create like, they're so quirky, they're weird, but I'm not quite sure if I want to laugh at them or if I want to hate them. And the way that she like plays this thing where Chappelle's like trying to, did I just hear a baby? And he's looking and she's like, suddenly blocking him. It's like, oh, oh, hey, hey, Chappelle. <laughs> over here. High five. Over here. Yeah. Hey, stick, 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 stupid, stick. Stick, stupid. I'm going to run you over on my way back down. It's it's not so obvious that it's like, haha, funny, but it's still like, it's kind of funny. And then he's like, is that your baby? Yes. Uh, and parents are protected from... <laughs> but like i love where where she says the the line about uh uh and there's not a specific rule saying you can't bring your baby to work and she feels like that's because it's logic and common sense (laughs) get that baby out of here you're out of the job parents are protecting group (laughs) like yeah it's very annoying um but (laughs) in a weird way i think this is slightly better than i initially remembered it from um just because we do Get that fun inter- come on you even you said the interaction with Chappelle is fun oh but that's like, yeah it, she is so annoying and I love where she basically says this is all because I have a very unprofessional baby visitor <laughs> um this is it that that's CTU storyline but uh <laughs> there's a couple of good moments in here before I get to the baby um like what is Kim doing at the moment? Like since Kim got kidnapped, <laughs> ticket off the list for the season. Like Kim's kind of done nothing. Like every now and then it's yeah. just like, Oh, someone's concerned about Kim. Um, also does Adam appear this week? I don't think he does. Um, he, he comes up a flight of stairs and gives him some information. Cause oh, I, well. I keep looking for it. I'm like, why is Adam still there? He's not doing anything. There's a list of Zachary Quinto in his famous going up the stairs scene. <laughs> That was on his demo reel. That helped get the role in Heroes. Um, wow, the way he walks up those stairs, he'd be a great evil person. Making Spock in Star Trek. It's a bit of a stretch, but holy crap, he would be good in that. Um, 
yeah, like the Michelle apology scene, sure. I like I don't so why is Gael like I'm confused as the whole Gael still talking to the Salazars with Jack, like huh? Like I don't understand how they're all still connected and working together when I thought, like, that was, uh, I don't know, whatever. Good for them. Um, (laughs) I I just want to quickly say my problem with the Gael thing at this point is, like, we've established that the Salazars are very suspicious. So at this point, if if at least if Ramon is still suspicious of Jack, which he is, and even Nina is suspicious of Jack, like, at some point they have to be like, you know what, Gael, you spent the last hour on the phone with me, like, Aren't yeah. your employers questioning? Don't you have a job to do? I think there's something up here. Gael yeah. should be like, I can't talk. Like he's basically, like, yes, yes, you got my full attention, Hector. Yeah, and then it's kind of like when they're asking him about Chase, and then they're back and forthing about Chase. Yeah, it's it's odd, and that's like I, you kind of forget that he's still kind of like a triple agent or something like that. But yeah, sure, whatever. The uh, like. This is just a trope. Every season at CTU, we have to have some little like we had the stupid thing last year with Michelle and her brother. Uh, we'll, we'll have other ones moving forward, but like the, this is the worst one to me. This is just ridiculous. And like, I, look, I'll be honest with you, I can't even. This is not Chloe's daughter or son. I don't know. Is it a boy or a girl? I don't fucking know. Babies are all the same. Yeah. Um, but like, I can't even remember. I think Adam's involved somewhere. Isn't this like Adam's sister's? baby or something uh, yeah I've, I've struggled to remember this but i'm like yeah it, it wasn't supposed to be her baby it's not I, chloe's child because chloe doesn't have babies until what's his face like well into the season i think like mm. when she's in london being emo there's something about children in there or something like that but um so this is spoiler alert, not chloe's baby but it's just i oh, just it's just so dumb it's so stupid and like like i don't even remember watching this live going like ooh. What's the baby? What's it got to do with anything? Because, like, this is literally a character who we've spent, like, eight episodes rolling our eyes at. One episode, I think she wasn't in it. And then you're just kind of like, oh, now, like, if this is Adam's baby, I'd probably care a little bit more because, like, we don't yeah. dislike Adam. How about his Chase? Actually, isn't it Chase's baby? It's oh, Chase's yeah, baby. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. There I you go. See, clicked. We, have, we have watched this. We have both watched this season multiple times. Yeah. And yet... Completely forgot that it was Chase's baby. Because Kim doesn't know that Chase has a baby. Because I was literally about to say, make this Chase's baby. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute, it is Chase's baby. (laughs) If only these writers had the same idea. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, that just weirdly clicked in my mind. So, anyway, but, like, uh, it's just, like, yeah, it's funny with Chappelle. But, like, again, Chappelle on the ball here, like, it's kind of like the line from The Hangover. It's like, Oh, it's not illegal. It's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. Like it's kind of like, oh, there's nothing in the rules that say I can't have a baby. Well, because it's implied, you dummy. Like, you know, I it's not the rules that I can't have an orgy in my office, but I'm not going to. Like, I mean, it's sort of there are certain things that you don't have to be completely technical about. That's just stupid, and it's just like again, like why is this going to be a plot point moving forward? Like, oh, guess what, everyone? Chase has a baby. We've got to care about, and Chloe's involved somehow, and ugh. Whatever. Um, yes, that's all that's happening if, in CTU. If only Chloe had come back with, you know what? If you don't let this baby stay here, this baby is pulling his vote for health care. <laughs> <laughs> they, they may as well have this as a dog. Like, like <laughs> Cougar. This, is my, this is my pet schnauzer. <laughs> like, <laughs> my child, Chappelle. <laughs> like, ah, oh, did a shit in the floor. <laughs> 
Roger Moore. Also, why does Moore? <laughs> Roger Moore. Why? Why? Why does he like? Again, I don't. I'm not allowed any babies. I don't know how they work. But like when like <laughs> Chloe's like looking at the baby, it like smiles. Like have the the directors of this episode gone like get that baby to smile because it's got to be cute. Like I mean, Jesus Christ. It, it's not hard to make a baby smile. <laughs> In fact, some, uh, here's here's a little bit of information for you. Babies will hang on. Let me write this down. The, <laughs> babies will make the smiling face before they actually learn to smile, and it typically comes when they're gassy. So if a baby <laughs> smiles at you, but me. it's not like it, it, babies will start to smile maybe around three or four weeks. So if you're at one or two weeks and that baby's smiling at you. Get out of the room. It just let off a big one. Okay, so there's a little warning for you. Watch out for the good, baby smile. <laughs> good to know. I'm so happy. Um, so I'm looking here on... Uh, wow. Who played the baby? Well, and do they have it, bangs? I, I'm telling you now, baby um, actually is quite involved in future storylines. <laughs> uh, because seriously... I cannot remember Chase being mentioned in later seasons. God, we're huge fans either. here. Because it's got here, during day six, Angela was living in San Diego with her aunt. Following the nuclear bars, Chase, drinking in a bar across the city, took the opportunity to fake his death and begin a new life. What? Well, what? Um, <laughs> is are, this like they... from the, one of the novels or something? Oh, yeah, from Deadline. There's a book or something oh, okay. like that. And then, so the night... Uh, okay, so there's a book or something called Deadline. Um... It is, oh, so 24 Deadline is a 24 novel by James Swallow, <laughs> Swallow, uh, <laughs> said immediately following the events of season eight. So apparently Chase comes back and, oh, I didn't know that. That'd be cool. I'd read that. Uh, now, tell us what happened to the baby, because now we need to know. <laughs> oh, fuck. In the 24 is... universe, does the baby grow up to become a terrorist? Does the baby grow up to vote for health care? Right. Well, after day three, after leaving CTU, Chase and Kim moved to Valencia where Kim looked after Angela while Chase worked at private security firm. That's mentioned in day four. Uh, then in day five and in deadline, after Jack Bauer was apparently killed in a shootout with Secret Service, spoiler alert, Chase and Kim split. Chase, devastated by the loss and constant pain in his reattached hand, oh, spoiler alert, uh, increasingly turned to alcohol and prescription drugs to cope and sent Angela to live with his sister. During day six, Angela was living in San Diego with her aunt. Following the nuclear blast in Valencia, Chase, drinking in a bar across the city, took the opportunity to fake his death and begin a new life elsewhere. Where was this? I want this as a season. <laughs> Ensuring that his daughter would receive his life insurance payout. As of day eight, Angela was unaware of her father's locational status. Oh, poor Angela. Uh, the night after day eight, Agent Thomas Hadley, having learned that Chase was helping Jack Bauer evade the authorities, ordered Helen Markson to contact San Diego FBI office and bring in Angela. Okay, cool. So, okay, so basically... I think we need to get a copy of 24 Deadline. So it sounds like Chase helps Jack after season eight. That's cool. I didn't know that. I thought Chase was season three character and that was it. But in the 24 universe, at least in canon, uh, Chase helps Jack after season eight. Cool. All right. Maybe that's some homework for us to do in a couple of years. And he's a drunk. He uh, is with, a, <laughs> with one hand, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I hope he has like a claw or a hook or something. <laughs> the claw. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to do something unusual. I'm going to get Jack's storyline out of the way before the chase stuff. Cause really there's not a lot to Jack's storyline other than kind of a iffy cliffhanger here. Um, the whole plan is they want to intercept the virus. Uh, now this also doesn't make any sense where uh, the, the Salazars are saying, we're going to go after Amador and we're going to get it from him. He goes, no, let's wait till Amador drops it off and then we'll get it from Nina. Now, the plan is Amador has the virus 
and they would ambush him, steal the virus, and get away with it for free. Instead, Jack says, no, we're going to wait until he hands it off. Then we're going to go to Nina. So we're going to risk that they get away beforehand, and we're going to risk that she might have more guards, and we're going to pay her for it instead of taking it for free. Like, I don't understand why the Salazars go along with this plan. Like, there should be more resistance. I mean, there's always some resistance. They're men who keep their word. They they need to do... Business. I, I would just assume it comes down to, well, I mean, yeah, the painting's stupid, but I think maybe they would assume Amador has a lot more security, like, because, you know, like, I, I don't know. Um, I throw a Nina's, line in there, that. Well, Jack Jack maybe thinks Nina's that Nina's easier. Guys. Well, well, she is easier. We know that. Well, yeah, literally. But, yeah, I don't For know. Jackets. It's a good point. But yeah, it's, it's, it's that I new mean, jacket. If if we knew, like, if he even had a line of saying her security, like, Jack is on top of everything, and he's got a story. Like, yeah. one thing I really love, <laughs> well, Nina will be on top of everything by the end of this episode, but uh, one of the things I love is Jack's covers, like, because nobody's believing him, and I think if this were season two, Jack would just say, I hate my country now, you know, vive la Mexico, <laughs> but it, instead, everybody's like, nah, still don't buy it, no matter what Jack does, people still don't buy it. But the way that he comes up with stuff, like when when Nina's going to be questioned, it's like, Jack, you know, you love your country. It's like, not since my country let me down. It's like, well, what are you going to do with the money? It's like, I'm giving it all to Kim. Like, that's a plausible cover story. So I love the way that Jack creates his cover stories. So that's why I wish that there would be a line. There was, wait a second, if we ambush Amador, we get it for free. And he's like, right. But Nina's only got two guards because we're going to see only two and guards. And I'm horny. And I'm horny. And have you seen that woman? <laughs> Um, I love fucking women who kill my wife. <laughs> There's going to be so many questionable things with this this interaction with Nina, but uh, it's still great to see these two actors together. I mean, it's very similar to D.B. Woodside and Gina Torres. I mean, there's actors who are just so good together that you want to see them. But yet at the same time, like, I feel like after two seasons, we still have never quite gotten what we needed to out of the Jack-Nina drama. Because, like, last year, they made it this tease of, oh, is Jack actually going to kill her? Or is he going along with this plan? And I, I, I still maintain, I don't think they ever quite got what they wanted out of the storyline. Like, as far as, like, tension, you believing Jack will do that. And with this season, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I feel like you could have gone the direction where it's it's illogical. Why would Jack go to Nina as opposed to ambushing Amador, you know? And then you you put that seed in, in the mind that Jack's strung out in heroin now isn't making the right calls and just, uh, Nina! <laughs> well, he took a pill. It, it, the, the magic pill, that's right. He's fine. <laughs> that, now. That just makes, the, the side effect is it makes him horny uh, for, for murderers. But it, it's just, I, I wish that they had had something about that because I feel like this is the season to make it, he's like, this is my last shot to ever get Nina. I may never find her again. Maybe have him where he's talking to Claudia earlier on. Uh, where he's telling her to get out, say, yeah, I have to finish something. I'm, I'm going to finish what Nina started. Just give us something because this is probably a better time to actually have him going all, is he going to go murder us on Nina? Because it's going to explain things a lot better. It's just they, they don't quite get what they want out of it. Uh, Jack sneaks around Nina's compound. Um, he gets in a fight with one Got of her two guards. Uh, <laughs> he pulls his gun on Nina, takes her into the tent, uh, he basically says, if I wanted to kill you, I'd kill you already. And then the second guard, the second of two guards comes in and Nina hits him with a briefcase to the face, which lucky it wasn't a shovel or he'd be dead. <laughs> but the briefcase to the face knocks Jack out. She's going to tie Jack up because that's the way she likes it. <laughs> um, Jack's going to offer 10 times the amount of money. Now, like, I can't remember what 
it was like they said they could sell this for 200 million or something like that. So he's going to buy it for 20 million or something, but I think they offered how much in the first, like I, for whatever reason, I can't remember the numbers, but I remember when this scene came up, I'm like, wait a second. Like shouldn't Nina be questioning. They can't make 10 times the amount on the open market. Um, well, they I mean, reckon they're going to make a billion off this. So I guess 20 million is nothing, right? Uh, I mean, I can't remember the numbers, but either way, I mean, if, if she's like, oh, they'll buy it for 10 times more, she, she should be like, okay, well then obviously there's somebody out there who wants for 10 times more. Give me their name or I will. Well, I, I think it's more of a case of Nina's getting stooped. She's only getting two mil, like fucking oath. Like well, and, <laughs> she's having a rough time. And that's what doesn't check out with Nina's character. Like, I don't understand. The, I mean, this is all here so we could have that final scene, which I don't know if this is what you're referring to earlier. Where, like, I should hate the scene, but I hate it. I'm sorry. I still hate it. I mean, what this comes down to is that Nina and Jack decide to have their midnight delight. Everybody's getting laid this season. Uh, and Nina's been questioning Jack. And this, this entire scene is just her saying, yeah, but you wouldn't do this. This should be the dead giveaway. And I don't remember if this goes where this goes as far as like the, the whole them getting it on thing here, but like, Nina should be like, Jack, if you willingly kiss me back here, I know you're lying. Let me shoot you in the head right now. Um, oh, it neck. just, it doesn't, or the neck, <laughs> or I'll hit you in the face with a shovel, or I'll pull support for healthcare. I'll do something dangerous because I'm a dangerous woman. Uh, uh, but if I had bangs, I'd be even more dangerous. But like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 we all know how the Nina storyline plays out, but this like flirting with Jack thing, like, does this go somewhere after this? Because it just, I hate it because it doesn't seem, pl- I get that Nina would do this to mess with Jack, but like, if Jack is going along with this, that's the, the dead giveaway. Shoot him now. The, well, this is where, so yeah, this is what I'm talking about. I want to hate this because I want to say everything you're saying and agree with you, but I weirdly love this because to me, like Jack is in such a bind right now. Like Jack has to go along with this. Like Jack, there's nothing Jack can do here no matter what. Like Jack has to show that fuck the country, fuck the world. Like, you know, I need this money. Otherwise he's not going to get this virus. So Jack literally has to do this because she's basically like, well, I need you to prove that you have forgiven me for like killing your wife. So Jack's basically got to be like, yeah, look, my dick's hard. So absolutely. So like that, that's why I love this because like it's vulnerable. Jack, Jack has got no choice to do this. And you know how badly this is like killing Jack. So that's where like, I want to hate this because it does definitely seem like a cheap plot point. Like, oh, let's have them kiss. But, like, on the flip side of that, like, going back to your point about we've never really seen the Jack Nina stuff, like, we never saw them together. We saw a bit of sexual tension in the first season, but it was over by then. Jack was all into his wife. So I like the fact that we kind of get this. This is, like, almost three seasons worth of tension to have this. And I don't know. There's just something about it that, again, I want to hate it, but I don't. I even love the way they end the episode. Like, it's not like we had them making out for 20 minutes. You literally just have them, like, kiss for, like, half a second, and then they go straight to the yeah. top. And you're like, oh, my God, like, are they really? Um, in the book, it's funny. Uh, apparently, it was actually written for them to have sex. And Sarah Clark <laughs> was like, well, no, like, I don't know if that would go that far. I think a kiss is all right. Um, so they were meant to fuck, uh, apparently, but, um, yeah, I, I want to hate it, but I just, I just don't like, I'm just kind of like, well, I just, the Jack character, like he's such in a corner, he has no choice. And you're like, Oh, this is so hard for him more ways than once. And that's where like, I weirdly love it because it's like, okay, well, he's got to do what he has to do for the great country of America with no healthcare. <laughs> 
but but like this is why I was saying that I wish we had had some type of line about Jack. I'm gonna finish what Nina started. Something and, and really what it comes down to is there's no I, I understand there's at this point there's no way you can play that scene. Jack can't really talk to Chase. You can talk to Claudia, but she doesn't know who Nina is, nor would she care. He's not calling anybody on the phone because he's being watched all the time. You don't have a person for him to have that conversation. I, I 100% believe if if he had had if there was a way where he could have had a scene with Chase or with anybody with Kim over the phone, then you, we would have had that moment of him being like, Ugh, I, I can't believe I've got to deal with Nina. But because we don't get that, we've now had two episodes in a row where Jack is being amicable with her. And the, the worst we get is him kind of like when Nina shows up the first time last week, where he sort of turns around like, oh, not her, not her. But I think we really did need some type of moment leading into the scene to show his hatred for her because he can't, he can't voice it to anybody. The one plot hole I'll say, which you could do this with is Jack could literally just kill Nina. And then when Amador shows up and is like, what the fuck? He could just be like, bitch, please. Like you, you, she won, but I want it more. Like, what did you say? She'll get 240. Yeah. We'll give you 250. We'll give you 10 million more. Like yeah. Amador surely is not like, no, I'm absolutely loyal to the person who won. Gets bugger off. I'm English. Like seriously, <laughs> Amador would just be like, fair enough. Sure. He's a virus. Like, I mean, that's one thing you could just do. Like, that'd kind of be a badass moment of Jack just killing her cold-blooded on the spot rather than dragging this out. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I felt you almost had to do something like this. I, I feel like it's just something yeah. that you've had what you had in the in season two. And what's this going to be? Just every single season, like, oh, haha, Jack has to go along with Nina and, oh, she's gotten away to North Africa again. Like, you've got to raise the stakes a little bit. And what's going to make Jack so uncomfortable? The woman who killed his wife, they have to fucking make out. Like, right now, if I killed Jamie and then you had to make out with me, like, it's it's, it's oh, finally... God! <laughs> it's finally happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've got to do it, but it's there. Like, you, you're going to get, like, an inner boner. Like, it's going to be going up inside. <laughs> so It's... I, I highly doubt it will. Uh. An anti-boner. <laughs> like, rather than going outwards, like, boing, it's going to get... Like, oh, inside you. You're yeah. going to have, have a mangina, basically. But, and again, I get that. Like, I, I think this scene, I agree with you. This is a scene that should exist in the show is just, it should have been set up better. It should have been played out better. And it's not that it's bad. It's just, it, it, it's, it's so bad. It's so like, it's flat. Well, I, I'll admit, like I actually forgot it was because I, I thought the cliffhanger was Sherry answering the phone. I, mm. I knew this would happen, but I, I thought this was like either a different episode or it was like halfway through the episode. I forgot this was a cliffhanger. So kind of like, when this is coming, I'm like, oh, that's not this episode that they kiss. No, it's not. And then all of a sudden it happens. You're like, oh, it is this episode where they kiss. So I kind of think, like, as much as I like the cliffhanger, I like how it's edited, the fact that you get it, like, mere seconds after Sherry. Like, Sherry should be the cliffhanger here. It should yeah. be the, hello, oh, my God, it's Sherry, rather than, oh, and by the way, also these two people who hate each other are going to kiss. Um, Should we have the baby as a cliffhanger? Uh <laughs> Uh, the baby dying, like <laughs> the baby getting shot in the neck. We only have Sarah Clark for four episodes, if I remember right, this season. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it's around that, uh, something like that. She's she's not in it for as long three? as you think. This is the second episode, right? Uh, no, she's got to be in it longer than that because, like, spoiler alert, she she goes back to CTU. So, like, she's got to be in it more than four episodes. 
I always thought it was like uh, uh, only four episode uh, arc she had this season, but I don't know. Maybe they get I back shall to confirm right. that for you. You so do that. I am looking at it right now. So this is what. Um, thank you, Wiki, for loading weirdly. So this is ten to eleven p.m. So she's in it for one, two, three, four, five more episodes. No, she's she's in it for a little. Oh bit, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so she gets like a full eight episodes, basically. 3 a.m. to 4 a.m., which if I'm not mistaken, is that Saunders' first episode? Or I think he no. comes in the week after, doesn't he? Then that's maybe almost too much, Nina. Like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, I, again, I have no, Nina's my favorite character, but does she need eight episodes at this point in the in the series? Like, ah. Uh. Well, Sarah Clark does for her, yeah. her paycheck. Um, Yeah, so her last <laughs> episode is Saunders' first episode. So. There you go. Oh, a fun. Can I just say this trivia fact now before I forget? So you see her um, passport at one point in this episode, and she's using an alias of Sarah Berkeley, which of course is <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> her real name, basically. So yeah. Uh, I, I wish that uh, Mason's passport had said like Xander Clark or something. Yeah. Um. <laughs> As it should. The man should take the woman's <laughs> last name. Sexist. Uh, let's get to what I consider the good stuff. And I'm going to say most of what we've gotten, the the other three stories this season or this episode are all average. This more than makes up for it. If I'm going to pick one of the best episodes for a single storyline of this entire season, this might be right up there with like, uh, the, the, the escape from the prison and everything that the Jack shot in the neck as good as Tony getting shot in the neck. I mean, the torture that they go to with Chase, this is the type of stuff that's a lot more implied in previous seasons. And first you get him getting tasered. I mean, it it's not just like you hear the buzzing. Usually in movies, you have somebody press a button, you hear like, Bzzz. we're seeing like this power couple. Stay away from power couplings. We see the power coupling. Uh, and then he gets tased. Every time it gets me. That's like you getting seeing men getting burnt. Me, you doing the Arnie voice. It gets me every time. But like they go further and they, they even have the line where he goes, oh, if he doesn't start cooperating, you know, shoot him in the hand. And they literally shoot him in the hand. And then like, oh, if he doesn't cooperate, then bring out the gasoline. And they literally pour gasoline on his open wound. Like we're seeing a lot of stuff on screen that I, in season one, I don't think they would have been as forgiving. Well, this but, is why uh, in like a season or two, they literally have to start like apologizing to like yeah. certain communities. And then they, I think by like season <laughs> six, they're like, yeah, we should stop torturing people. Okay, we'll not show that anymore. And really, Chase gets it worse than anybody else. I mean, he's the red shirt his of hand. this show. Let's not talk about his hand this season. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it's only started for his hand. Uh, but uh, with the Claudia stuff, I mean, I, I, I also love the way that she comes. Like, I, I think Claudia, to me, is the character I'm most surprised with this season. I never had a problem with her. But to me, she was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember her character. But she wasn't like anything that you really had fond memories of. But like, she is one of the stars of these mm. first half of the season. And the when um, uh, Hector comes in and basically finds out that Sergio has ratted her out. You know, oh, he said you were going to flee in the middle of the night. The way she just rolls her eyes and she goes, I did that to make him go to bed. <laughs> this is the type of like plausible excuses that Jack's giving off. Like I actually get, it's a weird way to connect the characters, but 
you you kind of get this connection between Jack and Claudia here, just the way that they're lying to each other, just to see like their desperation and how they you get they're working together because they're basically the same person here. Does their their uh, cover stories on top of cover stories? It's also what your kids uh, say a lot. They're like, Ben, help me! Like, <laughs> Daddy's gonna take me away and like you know steal me away from Mummy. He's like, oh, that's us. Just said that to get him to bed. Shut the fuck up, Casper. Shut the fuck up. This isn't uh, along the lines of threatening to take our children away in the middle of the night. But uh, <laughs> I, one of the fun things we do is Casper, um, for certain reasons, he 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 doesn't respond very well to certain things like haircuts or cutting his nails. And he will actually freak out. Like when, when we always do the same way, when Jamie's cutting his fingernails or his toenails, she will be pinning him down to the point where like he, he will have blotches on his face for two days. Like it is a nightmare to do, but calming him down is actually a bigger problem than actually holding him down. So we do this thing where I will excuse myself from the room. And about two minutes later, Jamie will cut his hair, will cut his fingernails. He will freak out. He will be clawing. He will be gnashing. He will be screaming. He'll be (laughs) calling for help. (laughs) And as soon as she's done, I will come in the room. I'll be like, Casper, what's wrong? What happened? No, my mommy cut my nails. And I'm like, oh, Casper, that's, I didn't realize she was doing that. I'm so sorry. Next time I'll help. We do this every time and it instantly calms them down. So it seems like it's like a cruel game to play with your children, but it's like, well, good, good you to know if you actually it. are torturing your children. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> mommy was like ripping your toenails off and stabbing you in the nipples. Oh my God. That's, Terrible! The things Jamie can get away with now because of this little game we play to calm down. I can't wait for your children to be old enough to listen to these shows. I'm like, Dad, why do you keep sharing these stories? Or or like, wow, you are horrible parents. No wonder I'm in therapy. (laughs) Good thing we don't do video episodes. People see him take off his clothes in the background. (laughs) Wakes up in the morning. (laughs) Runs down and starts ripping. Jamie does the same thing too, but I never complain. So it's... Oh, there she's in the background, naked. (laughs) When I do it, it gets edited out. (laughs) Well, Um, you know. Something I have a question about, and I don't know if it was explained earlier, but like, obviously, you know, Hector and Claudia have a thing, and Sergio is being given some privileges that maybe the dad isn't. The dad's just lowly, you know, guy working the garden or whatever. But like, Hector and Sergio have this thing, like this bromance or whatever, but like, why is he sleeping on a cot in a tool shed? Like, this is his bedroom. Like, I, I thought he would have had a room in the mansion or something. Like, I don't understand it's why Mexico. he's on the cot. Uh, you know. This is, yeah, this is still a mansion for them. It's, I mean, but, uh, exactly. Like, I've been to Mexico. I've seen where they sleep. Like, I mean, they're, they're loving life. He's like, hey, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Living the high life here in old El Paso. Bring it on. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, I love like Claudia's flee- fleeing in the middle of the night. Like to me, this is one of the best sequences of the entire season. I always remember this as being one of those exciting sequences of the entire season where she's suddenly like, now's the time to go. And she, you know, goes and uh, tells her dad, ambush the cars, like pull wires out if you have to, which he literally <laughs> just pulls wires out. <laughs> which I love that scene when Hector's like, good, why won't the car start? Girl, wires are hanging out. <laughs> Yes. I just wish that the car started and he was like, oh, I knew I should have pulled more than the radio wires. I think my car <laughs> got like, shot on. in the neck. I think it's amazing. <laughs> but Claudia going up and hitting the guy with the, the, the butt of the gun. In I really wish back. she had taken. 
in the back of his head. But I really wish he had taken a shovel to his face, though. I just want more shovels well, to the face. I, I love shovels to the face, but I've got a question. Like, how does getting hit in the upper back knock you out? Like, I mean, <laughs> I've never been knocked out in my life, and this isn't an invitation for people to start knocking me out. I know it's due, but, like, I, I don't know if I was to hit someone in, like, the, the between the shoulder blades that knocks you out. Look, Penny Johnson, Gerald, if you come on the show, we will let you hit Ben yeah. between the shoulder blades. Smack the shit out of me, Penny. Out. Like, just, just, I want you to just tie me up and call me dirty names and smack me. But like, she's got a fifty-four day work. She's got a fifty-four day workout. I'm sure she's strong enough to do it. Fifty-four days worth of anger that everybody listening to the show is like, smack Ben, get him out of it. He said about the Supreme Court, smack the shit he's, out of him. He's racist. He's sexist. He likes dying another day. What's wrong with him? (laughs) Slap the shit out of him. Uh, But yeah, this escape scene is fantastic when she goes in there and then she's immediately like to the other guard. It's like, Hector thought that I could have a few words with me. Okay. (laughs) But like her, her going is like, now you're going to tell us what you need to do. She hands him the knife. Like this scene could have played out longer, but I love that. It's just so rushed. Like she goes in there. So cool up to the first guard, knocks him out, goes in there. So cool up to the second guard and chase knocks him out. Like, like Claudia is, I'm going to, I'm going to put it down. She's going to be my unsung hero for the season. Like one of the best characters this season Um, chases torture, or even just this fight here. Like, gasoline is being poured everywhere on top of this guy like i don't care about just they poured gasoline on chase's open wound they have now doused this other guy in gasoline (laughs) and then chase goes to cauterize his wound after pouring about i don't know let's say 50 milliliters of water over his open wound i'm sorry you could pour six liters of water over this wound and you're still catching fire like i'm waiting for his arm to get go to flames here i i wrote that down i'm thinking you're gonna be like but like yeah like he literally like he's been poured gasoline and then he literally just like ah oh, dribble dribble water and like i'm sorry like is chase like just mr no pain because like literally he gets yeah like a bit tortured then he gets shot in the hand and he's all like ah oh, and then he sort of gets up the thing and he's all like oh, i'm gonna cauterize my wound pause like it's a freaking burning rod he's like and he's like, ah, all right, let's go. Like, <laughs> fucking hell, Chase. Like, you've got some balls, my friend. Like, Jesus. And he even got hit in the face with a shovel. I mean, look at the <laughs> things this man's endured. <laughs> if only he'd been shot in the neck, he could have cauterized that too. <laughs> you know what it is? Healthcare in Mexico. It's pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the, the escape scene, I mean, it's basically just the action sequence of the episode. Uh, they... You know, run into the back of the truck. I love they're hiding the truck and it, just the little bits of um, suspense they throw on here, even if they are going to throw it at the window. Like I said, the, Claudia, you know, smooth talking the guards and then immediately knocking them out. It's the same thing with the dad here where they're like, uh, where are you going? It's like, uh, Hector wanted me to run an errand. Really? Then they start pulling out their guns. Boom, out of there. <laughs> like he, They didn't need to have that moment of him trying to talk his way out of it, but somehow it adds to the suspense because you're like, for a brief second, like, oh, you're you, they're going to get out of this. And eventually people get conditioned to like the timing. But you expect this to go on longer. And everything with the scene, they will give you something where you're like, wait, they're going to talk their way out of this. And then they don't even let you have enough time to digest before it's suddenly like, nope, they're not going to talk their way out of it. They got to shoot their way out of it. Um, this gun shootout, uh, I mean, is fantastic, you know, shooting from the back of the, the truck and the way they reveal Claudia's death here. I mean, I, I didn't remember this. I, I just remembered her getting shot. I didn't remember like it was done off camera. 
again, talk about what an effective way to do this. They have shown everything you could show this season, getting shot through the hand, gasoline on the hand, cauterizing a wound, uh, Jack and Nina humping each other. Like they, they have pulled out all the stops, but Claudia's death is going to be off camera. And like, I should want more. You should want a more dramatic death, but like, to me, the fact that you're not dwelling on it, that's what makes this work. You know, you, the audience knows the lengths she's gone to to get her father and her brother out. The audience knows what she's had to endure. So you just let the audience determine it's sad. You don't have to have some big moment with like tears rolling down people's cheeks. I mean, really, when we catch up with the 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 dad and Sergio later on, they're just sort of in the background like, oh, and we lost Claudia. Like, that's it. But like, I actually like that it's kind of glossed over in a way. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on everything you said. I think, I mean, she's not going to get a silent clock. I mean, like, it's kind of like, yeah, she was in it for a few episodes and, yeah, she's there, but, like, you know, no disrespect to her character because I, I agree with everything you say. I like Claudia. She is a great character, but, like, we don't really give a shit about her in, like, three episodes' time or, like, in, by the time we get to season five, you're not talking about the great Claudia. Like, I mean, it's kind of like, oh, well, she, one of Jack's, you know, hanky girls honka honka um like you know she <laughs> didn't you know i was thinking about that today just on a side tangent to date this we did our Elvis one last week it's been a few weeks since when you're listening to this doesn't um jared leto's joker say that in suicide squad oh, honga, honga, like when he walks into like <laughs> i think he does i don't know why i just was thinking of jared leto's version of the joker today oh, honga, honga. um anyway um, but yeah, like it's it's an effective death. I love the chase sequence. Uh, chase the himself, chase, chase. the chase, chase. Like chase I, is I'm, on the chase. I, I I just I'm I'm a big chase fan, and I I just kind of like how this goes. I and mean, also like the poetic nature of the fact that it's pretty much Hector who kills Claudia. Like it's because no one else is shooting at the mm-hmm. car, so it's like oh okay. I always for some reason think the dad gets killed too, but uh, maybe I'm just you know, the Mandela affecting that somewhere. But yeah, like it's, I'm with you. It's, it's great. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to nominate for the top five because we've got other stuff that will make it, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great moment. And the one thing that I've got a question and maybe I missed it. Where does this helicopter come from? And also like, wouldn't like Hector's men and all that be questioning this? Like, I mean, cause they're literally torturing him going like, how many more men? Where are the federales? And then all of a sudden within five seconds of sending a helicopter, like Hector's still alive. Hector's still there. I'm sure Hector's got some backup in his mansion. Is he not like going like, oh, so the little prick was lying to us because there's a fucking helicopter. <laughs> like this is only just down the road a little bit. Like, I mean, surely even Ramon with Jack, like out there with Amador and that's going like, wait a minute, why is there a helicopter? Like, this is old El Paso. This isn't Mexico City. Like, I mean, they should be questioning (laughs) some things here. Yeah, they're going to have people everywhere. And they even say, like, oh, the the Alpha team or or Delta team or whatever is, like, they're they're five minutes out. Like, so they're close by. Like, I'm sure they have some people saying, there's been a lot of helicopters in the area recently, probably about five minutes out from you. And wouldn't Amador then be cheeky? Because, like, doesn't he literally say, like, was it last week when it's like, oh, yes, we've swept the area. There's no law enforcement for 500. But, like, these guys carefully selling a freaking bioweapon. Surely at this point, Amador should be like, fuck, I'm out. There's a helicopter nearby. This wasn't planned. Like, <laughs> yeah. bugger off. Like, if all these chases fucking this whole thing up, I get now, just lay in the bushes for a little bit, you lazy little prick. <laughs> yeah, let that wound cauterize a little bit more. Um, yeah, if you, you got shot in the neck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh that's it for this week. Um, I don't know if you have any trivia. Else to I like do actually. Um, the, I mean, I said the one in the book uh, about uh, that it was meant to be a sex scene. 
uh, sex scene and also the Sarah Berkeley bit. But I found one here on IMDb, and again, I don't know how true this is, but uh, it says here, Vanessa Vanessa Felito, who plays Claudia, uh, stated in an interview that Claudia and Jack were actually supposed to have a future together, but the writers had to kill her character off when she chose to sign to the Tommy Lee Jones comedy, Cheer Up, released in theatres as Man of the House. <laughs> she felt this was a golden opportunity since the producers of 24 never signed her to a long-term contract. Now, to me, that's bit of hearsay. Like, I don't think the producers are sitting around going like, okay, you're the woman, Claudia, you're going to be settling down, you're going to be having kids. Season four, it's just going to be you and Jack sitting around with the the kidlets watching Man of the House with Tommy Lee Jones. Like, (laughs) this is what you're going to be doing. But, oh, fuck, you just signed on to be in Man of the House. Well, damn, screws up the paper. There goes that idea. Sign me, Kim Raver. Like, I mean, (laughs) I don't think that was going to happen. I feel like that's just, you know, Jack Bender and freaking Joel Surnow going like, hey, Vanessa, maybe maybe you should just stick around for a little bit potentially. I I don't know. But, um, yeah, um, fun trivia. That's all I have for you. You know what? Like, I, I didn't even know that trivia, and I would never even considered that as a possibility. To me, this is, was always a storyline of Jack slept with her to kind of get in with them, and then he felt bad for her and wanted to get her out and kind of have a tragic ending for the character. Like, I always figured this is the way they intended the story to be. But, like, it, as much as I don't believe they would have ever guaranteed that, you know, like, I, guaranteed she wasn't like, wait, I could be on 24, or I could do Man of the House. I completely forgot that movie ex- until you mentioned it. When you said cheer up, I'm like, is that the one with Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> but, I always, because uh, there was a, the man in the that. house that I like is the Chevy Chase one from the 90s. Yeah, with Jonathan, with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Thomas. That's a great yeah. movie. Love that one. But I mean, it's like, I mean, even Renee and even Audrey, like, you know, Jack's love interest, like, they're, they're never just standard love interest. Even when he's with Connie Britton at the beginning of season five, like, I mean, it's just, you're never just going to have Jack and the woman, like, the woman hanging out. Like, I mean, already this season, Jack's basically three women are up. Kate, the very first episode, then freaking Claudia, and now Nina. Like, for God's sakes, this is Jack's horny season. But, you know, what I what I actually like, about, if, they ha- if they had gone this direction, I think I actually would really would have liked that. And, again, this is not saying that I think this would be a better idea than what they do um, with Audrey next season. Cause that's, that's really something completely different. I mean, that's a reboot and it's kind of a reboot that happens off camera. That was the, that was the appeal with Audrey is that you didn't get to see the beginning of this, but I feel like if Jack were to ever end up with somebody, it would have been the least likely person imaginable, which probably would be Claudia. So uh, yeah. if, they had, if they had ever, I don't, I don't hate the idea of that. If they had done, I'm not saying that I don't like what they did better, but hearing that, it makes me kind of like, well, that would have been kind of a cool ending. It, yeah, but I, I mean, maybe it would have been written, but I just, I think I don't see it just because I, I and it's no disrespect to Vanessa Valito, like we've enjoyed it, but like it just, because it, it's so telenovelary and it's so like, you know, over the top and like, I like that, that they do that, like, I just don't see this going anywhere. Every time I just see these two on screen, I just see them bastard slap and then kiss <laughs> and then like make up on the TV. Quick, we're high. Like that's all I see. There's no depth to this relationship. That's, I mean, he had depth at least with Kate and we didn't even really see them together. Well, but- um, you know, and, and Audrey, like, as you said, that starts off camera, but like, I mean, we get three great seasons of those. So we're four counting season nine when they bring it back into it, when she's fucking Tate Donovan and who wouldn't fuck Tate Donovan. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. But I also don't really see there being anything more than we get. No, and I'm not saying that I feel like there's any depth in the relationship here. But I'm what I'm imagining is I'm imagining a season four where we do that time jump and there's suddenly the surprise. Wait, 
So him and Claudia are together. So, uh, and, and kind of picturing it, oh, maybe they, they somehow, you know, developed a complex relationship afterwards. I'm not saying that here I would buy that this season ends with them like, mm, I love you, Claudia, I love you too, Jack. But like, I would have liked the idea of you have this character later on and somehow she ends up with Jack. Because it a, would be the a, one person you wouldn't expect. Here's a tough question for you, all right? Um, who would you rather, Vanessa Felito, Kim Raver, Connie Britton, or Tate Donovan? Oh, well, it's got to be Tate Donovan, though. <laughs> That's a man. Um, bring back Tate Donovan. I don't know what's happened to him since 2014. I like Tate Donovan. Uh, uh, you know what I just noticed was on uh, added. To, I, I don't think you have Amazon Prime, but Amazon Prime just added the OC. I'm like, oh, I've got so many shows I'm watching right now, but can I start Watch the it. OC again? Watch it. I never, I mean, like, I never saw the final season. Or I think I've seen episodes from the final season, but the final I don't season know if it's a, by far it the weakest. Uh, it, but like does it have an ending? It does. Like, I mean, I like the ending of the OC is just one of those innocent endings where, like, you don't really have an opinion on it either way. It's not terrible. It's not like I, it kind of it sort of ends how it starts. Like I like a show where it kind of like, it's a throwback to how it begins, like Nip Tuck. Like I like sort of how the ending of Nip Tuck is Christian in a bar picking up a woman. It's kind of like how it was in the first one. I remember when Will and Grace ended, the proper ending, not the reboot ending, but like how they kind of ended that, like in a bar, like how they ended the first season. Like it, it's just, I like those sort of bookends. So the OC ending's fine. I mean, no, it's weird to think that as much as, Marissa was never ever anyone's favorite character, but once they killed her off, it kind of killed the show. <laughs> like it's <laughs> as annoying as she got, you were still like, eh, no Misha Barton, no OC. Although I did like the um the the girl they introduced in the fourth season. Um, she was annoying, but she was also attractive, and I liked her. That's not Olivia um, Wilde, right? She was earlier than that. No, no, that was, Olivia Wilde was only in it for like an episode to make out with Marissa. Um. Oh no, she was like the new love interest for Ryan. They went to uni together. Um, well, why do you feel like we brought this up on a different episode for something else? Oh, what's a name? She was like she like again. A lot of people I think always hated her because like she was just like oh, whatever Marissa. But um, yeah, God, it's it's annoying me now what her name was. Uh, well, give the, me a moment. Uh, oh, well, the real reason. The real reason. Awesome reason is Taylor Townsend. Taylor, that was her name. Oh. I don't know. I mean, the real reason we're talking about the OC on a 24 episode, though, is because we're still team Melanie. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we okay, like, I know we're not going to finish uh, 24 until like 2028, but would you do the OC with me, Colin, in like six years I time? Mean, it, like, I'm not an expert on the OC. You know, I've watched the OC, uh, but uh, I mean, it, it's a show that I think, at least from last time I watched it, definitely holds up better than you expect it a does. TV show from like the early mid 2000s to do. I think like this is the joy of the OC was that I remember watching it live and I remember it was just like I was, you know, the age demographic. I was like 17, like the, it was targeted at my age. But like a show like that at that point, I think was always kind of targeted at more females, like, you know, Beverly Hills 90210 and Melrose. Dawson's those Creek. Of, yeah, they were always like, but like the beauty of the OC was that like literally everyone in our school watched it, be male, female, it didn't matter. And, like, everybody was – there was no shame. It wasn't like, oh, I secretly watched Desperate Housewives. It's just like, yeah, did you watch the OC? I was like, fuck you, yeah, I watched the OC. Yeah, let's have a party, the OC, woo! I'm like, it just it was it fit every audience. So that – and I don't know if you've really had a sort of a teen drama since it's done that. Yeah, you know, what, what I always like – we're now on the OC. We find a way every single episode to sidetrack on something. Uh, but uh, 
to me, it was always like the anti-teen drama. Like you had those 90210 and Dawson's Creek shows. And actually Dawson's Creek started out the same way. Like it was almost like a satire or a parody of those types of shows. And it became the same thing. I think the thing with the OC is that at least from everything I saw, it always sort of maintained that it's the anti-teen drama. Like it has a sense of humor about a lot of those cliches. But, and it, yeah, and it still does the cliches though weirdly at the same time though. But yeah, like it's, yeah, it's interesting. Just an update, Tate Donovan. Um was in The Man in the High Castle for a little bit. Uh, recently was in Rocket Man. I don't remember him being in Rocket Man, but good for him. Uh, he's been in MacGyver, the reboot of MacGyver recently. <laughs> um, so there you go. Um, and he, I mean, he's, I know he's, he does a lot of directing, um, does Tate Donovan. So uh, I was also in the Aretha Franklin movie Respect, where I believe he played Aretha Franklin. Oh, so, of course. Yeah. Um, and he was a natural woman in that. Uh, all right, so I, despite the fact that I've criticized 75% of this episode, I'm still buying it because I think the, the the 25% that works really, really works. And then the other stuff, it's not terrible. Like it's, there's bad things about it, but it's it's still fun. It's still watchable. So I'm still buying it. Yeah, I'm still buying it too, even though the baby stuff, and but I mean, there's so limited baby stuff. Like it's literally like baby introduced, funny interaction with Chappelle. Cool. Um, But, like, I mean, nothing else outside of that is bad. Like, even the Palmer stuff, which is a bit silly, but, like, I mean, it's still kind of like, oh, Sherry's back, and you kind of, as much as the dialogue sucks between Gina Torres and D.B. Woodside, like, they've got amazing chemistry, and you're just like, okay, like, I want to see these two fuck. Um, And, like, yeah, the Nina kiss, sure, it's stupid. We shouldn't like it, but I do. I know you don't. But, like, yeah, there's nothing bad about this episode. It's just, well, there is one thing. But, yeah, it's also not... The greatest episode of all time. I, I'm buying it. I've got this ranked at 26 out of 58 Ooh. episodes. So I have this Whoa. just above. I have this above the pilot of, or the, not the pilot, the first episode of season two and below uh, episode eight of season two. So there. Uh, wait, episode eight of season two, is that high on your list? Yeah, I have that 25th. That's my very bottom episode still. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't that the one that like we had, was that the one we had a big, I know there was a couple yeah. last season where like, I love it. And you the, did, yeah. That was the, you said it's so dumb. I love it. And I said, it's so yeah. dumb. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I actually just um, looking here, just based on my rankings, I've got this one, two, three, this is the fourth highest season three episode. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, I've got, this is my, uh, uh, let's see. It's, it's near the lower buys for me, but I've got this at 25. So I'm only one spot off from you. And I have this just barely below the season two premiere. Hmm. Uh, so 25 out of how many are we at right now? 58 episodes. So at least in where the would you half. rank this compared to the season two premiere of the OC? Um, the season two premiere of the OC had Tate Donovan. So, I mean, that's automatically well, better, right? <laughs> absolutely. I remember well, season just, two, season two premiere of the OC was pretty good from memory. So, yeah. I think season two was the season that the show got really good. Uh, season one's good, but like season two, they, they kind of found Ooh, footing. Tough well, call, more, Colin. It's because they, it, they, there, there got to be more humor in it. But I'm going to say this right now. Tate Donovan is no Peter Gallagher. Well, true. And neither of them are no Julie Cooper. <laughs> and Ooh. all of them are better than, what's her name? Um uh, Misha Barton? <laughs> yeah, Miss Cokehead or whatever. <laughs> I never disliked Misha Barton. I just like, I don't know. I was I was much more Team Summer. Like I was very much a Rachel, Rachel Bilson fan. Very much so. Her and Adam Brody made the show. Oh, Jesus. Did they ever? 
Seth, like, bring, make, make, and Brody a thing. Like, hopefully, is he going to be in Shazam 2 again? Yes. Given that they grown and he is good. I still, that is the weirdest thing ever. Just on a tangent, I remember watching that. We did this in our Shazam episode, but I just <laughs> remember watching that episode going like, fuck that kid, he's like a little Adam Brody. Like, seriously, this kid is just, <laughs> like, if they did a movie where they, like, had a little Adam Brody, this should be it. And so when they did the grown-up versions and they that was Adam, I was like, Adam holy Brody. fuck, I called it. <laughs> that That's like. When John Krasinski showed up in a recent movie, and everybody's like, "Boom! That's yeah. the one. That's the, we said it." Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, when Tate Donovan shows up in Black Bower season two, uh, we'll <laughs> no, he's like, not in that. We called it. <laughs> no, I Tate said Donovan, season two. Well, Tate Donovan's in Live Another Day. He's in season nine. Remember? No, he's I Audrey's said when he husband. shows up in Black Bower season just two. Don't just shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tate Donovan month. Can we do Tate Donovan um, month? <laughs> the friends, the OC, <laughs> we can do damages and we can do 24. Respect by Rita Franklin. Respect. Tate Donovan <laughs> is Aretha Franklin. Uh, next week, I think we're going to get Ooh. more Jack and Nina. The, the, Shall I the, read the, the description now that this is our new thing? Yeah, because I mean, all that we know is that they're, they're going to be in on this deal now together, and I don't really remember much else. All right, so the synopsis, according to 24 Wiki Jack Bauer forces Nina Myers to help get the virus from Amador while Hector Salazar wants to pull out of the deal, which upsets Ramon. Chase, who has now escaped from the Salazar camp, stays in Mexico to try and secure the virus. Sherry Palmer returns as David Palmer brings her back to help him. Dun, dun, dun. Telenovela. Uh, Telenovela. <laughs> What is days of our old El Paso? Uh, I just, I just, I just want every single description to go. And Tony has been shot in the neck. <laughs> uh, Chase doesn't even go in for surgery, and he got shot in the hand with gasoline poured on. I it. think like he's on, Tony just man up. I'm pretty sure this is like Jack on heroin. In three episodes time, you forget that like Jack's right. Uh, <laughs> Chase is writing a novel with his hand. Yeah. Like, was this his left or his right hand? I think he got shot in the left hand, right? Is this the same one that yeah, I think it is may or left, may not yeah. get chopped off at some point in this season? Spoiler alert. Oh, I mean, it would be great if he has no hands and we just have hooks. <laughs> in the, the No hand Chase. <laughs> what is it? 24 deadline the novel. <laughs> old, tried stumpy, old stumpy he, Chase. <laughs> Yeah, he tried to grip the whiskey bottle with his two hooks, but it just wouldn't hold. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Make sure to join us for our other episodes on Breaking Bad and um, uh, Lost, possibly. Uh, Well, a couple of months away, Lost, but it's coming back. We've recorded uh, one episode at the time of this one. Lost is only a few months away, um, and we're we're getting very close to bringing movie months back. We're going to be doing, I believe, anniversary month is going to be our first one, and I guess we won't spoil it all right now, but uh, the idea we have for our anniversary month, uh, which will be coming soon-ish, is cool. It's good. I like it. It's cool. I I support it. Uh, Unlike healthcare, I support it. Um, uh, yes, so the Supreme Court would even support this anniversary month, I think. <laughs> even the women and the black men. <laughs> <laughs> We're not those pesky white folk. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. Uh, so stay tuned for all of our exclusive stuff, and uh, as well as our exclusive Patreon, where we're going to talk about the American Playhouse with um, with little Sherry. Penny, Penny Gerald, Penny Johnson or whatever, and... Uh, Tate Donovan or whoever else is on that episode. Oh, uh, what a man. <laughs> and Ben gets hit between the shoulder blades. Coming soon to Patreon. By Tate My Donovan name. and Penny Johnson-Cheryl. <laughs> Woo. Woo. 
Uh, my name is Colin, and remember, kids, say no to healthcare. And my name is Ben, and I want the baby out of here now. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.